folks, uh, welcome to Waterbound, episode 14. Hey guys, this is Link Stallings. And Ted Wisenhut, and this is our uh, podcast that we do about mostly whitewater paddling. Not exclusively, but mostly. Mostly. In almost, the southeast. Almost every episode has been about. <laughs> and mostly, <laughs> always... About the southeast, That's and we're gonna and we're gonna do a little bit of that tonight. But we've got a guest. Yay! Our first guest. Yes, we got a guest here, and uh, we're so we'll get into something that's not in the southeast. For uh, well, we of course we did you know we've done Australia a little bit, but anyway, I digress. Uh, so hey, uh, we are welcoming uh, my buddy. Rob Dusler to the to the podcast. Hey everybody, how's it going, Rob? <laughs> Glad to be here. Good, good. All right, and uh, so Rob is the guy responsible for getting me into paddling in the you know, to begin with. Here, so I had a little canoeing experience years ago, but uh, Rob got me into this whitewater thing, and so he's he's really to blame uh, <laughs> for uh, for this sort of. Uh, obsession i guess and now this uh, podcast so <laughs> so uh, you can all three listeners out there you can thank you can thank the deuce <laughs> so rob uh, you want to tell them a little bit uh, about yourself sure so been i've lived in georgia the last uh 23 years but have uh from houston and originally made my eventually made my way back to uh to Texas two years ago, living in San Marcos, and it's the first time I've been back in the southeast in a couple of years, and I uh, had the great pleasure of being on the Chattooga today uh, with Ted, and um, just uh, really, really feels good to be back in the southeast and spending some time on the, the whitewater out here for sure. All right, and of course, you know all these uh, rivers that we spend a lot of time on, uh, that I spend a lot of time on. Um, yeah. But uh, tell them a little bit about your background, and then we'll get into some trip reports. But yeah. just sort of like, a little, like yeah, a little bit of paddling background, kind of. Yeah, so I took, I guess it was 98, uh, 1998, I took a... Uh, I remember taking a kayaking class with the High Country Outfitters uh, uh, based out of their Ocoee outpost. And um, I remember going to the Hiawassee in Tennessee and uh, doing some stuff over there. And, uh, you know, and then just kind of renting some of these old beater necky jives and, you know, all all the gear was teal and aqua and, you know, and... uh, and just kind of going out and having adventures, I just I just loved it, and uh, and really love all of it. And just was fly fishing a lot, and just just fell in love with all the rivers out here, um, boating, and uh, and got in a little whitewater canoeing too, and um, cool. you know, and then recently kind of playing around with the inflatables with you, Ted, as you've gotten into that. So You're corrupting um, him, yeah, That's right, yeah, been been been. Kind of hanging around these rivers for a long time. It's the best, some of the best uh, days of my life for sure. And even more so, he's not going to tell this, but he he taught kayaking for a while too. So he's <laughs> he he knows more than he's letting on. He, <laughs> and he certainly, uh, you know, the first time I ever attempted a roll, um, it was with Rob out here in Lake Chatug. So that's right. And I almost did it. <laughs> 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 but uh, but anyway, we've been we, he's taken me down a lot of 
a lot of rivers for the first time, and I uh, owe him a lot of gratitude for that, and mm-hmm. I appreciate it. And uh, yeah. so, all right, man. Well, we're going to get more into uh, what he's up to these days and kind of what he's paddling. But uh, Link, uh, what's up? <clears throat> uh, as far as trip reports go, yeah, man. Yeah, um, I did a, um, a little kayaking trip. Uh, you know, inflatable kayak trip um, on the upper hooch, section three of the hooch this weekend. It was, you know, typical kind of low water, lowish water on the hooch, but super fun. Uh, you know, in a ducky, it, it's like, it's wide open. It's cool. It's fun. It's, you know, class two, two plus. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was, it was a very neat trip. Um some folks that I'd taken down the upper Hiawassee, um, of a few weeks back, they called yeah. me up and they, they had <laughs> taken my advice and traded in their wreck boats for a couple of inflatable kayaks. So, uh, which I was, I was stoked for them that, uh, uh, outside world outfitters, you know, down in Dawsonville who had sold them the, uh, uh, two, uh, uh, wilderness system otters, took those back and traded them towards a couple of inflatable kayaks. So I was like, Hey, that's cool. Yeah. Um, Well, shout out to them then. Yeah. That's good. That's good stuff. Um, you know, and, and, um, we had a great time. Uh, you know, it was really hot. (laughs) Of course it's been hot here in the last couple, you know, last week or so. Um, and water was low, but it was really fun. The water was cool, you know, nice temperature. Um, the uh, the mom had um, she kept her uh, she's got like a, a dagger um, to sit on top, but it's kind of a wreck sit on top. You know, it's it's not a torrent, I guess. No, it's not a torrent, but it's it's you know it's something. It's got some some features of the torrent. It's got thigh you know it's got thigh straps and all that, and a, and a pretty nice seat and. It's got a little cargo area in the back. It's a nice little boat for Class 2 Whitewater. Um, and um, she had hers, and then we, we all had inflatable kayaks. And Mr. Rio went with me. Um, I borrowed uh, a friend's uh, NRS Pelican uh, tandem uh, ducky. And uh, it only had, you know, one seat in it, but uh, that's all we needed. And Rio just hung out in the front and... Just, just like, you know, just like my maiden head of safety up there, you know, watching everybody and like just <laughs> eyes, eyes just locked on everybody. And, uh, we had a great time. Um, uh, the mom, she ended up, you know, hitting, a, getting into a couple rocks and flipping over a few times, um, which made it sporty, you know, yeah. sporty class too. And, but, uh, but she, she had a great, great outlook on things and, and she even had a couple spots where she like, you know, was coming up to a rock and was like, couldn't get away from it. So just started paddling hard at it and, you know, boofing this kayak nice. over these rocks. Right. I was like, yeah, boofing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, um, her, her daughter and, uh, her daughter's boyfriend, uh, they just, you know, they, they had a great time. Uh, and they, they asked to see a different section of river. So I knew it was kind of too low to run section one of the hooch. 
section two is kind of like pointless because uh, it's mostly flat water and then one really big rapid. The biggest rapid on the upper hooch is on section two. And then uh, section three has got like the most consistent white water. And it's, you know, it's technical rock gardens and shoals. Uh, and it's, it's just, it's really pretty and fun. And, uh, there was a lot of people out there. And that's, um, that's also referred to as upper hooch, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, there's four sections, actually five, if you count the section above Helen, but, um, uh, that's section zero. And then one starts basically at Nora Mill store and goes to highway 255, and then Highway 255 to Highway 115 is Section 2. And then from 255 down to Duncan Bridge Road is Section 3. And then Section 4 is the longest. It's like 10 miles, and it goes from Duncan Bridge Road to uh, Lake Lanier. And that's supposed to be – I've never done it, uh, but it's like it's supposed to be the prettiest – of all of them mm-hmm. uh, and it's supposed to be really wild and not a lot not as much development but um yeah we had a great time um saw a lot of people out there there was a you know and a lot of people in you know what i w- what i would call questionable craft uh <laughs> pelican wreck kayaks you know from walmart costco um this one lady was just, you could tell she was not having fun at all. She, you know, turned her kayak over a couple times and, you know, she paddled up to us and she's like, I want one of those things. <laughs> so I gave her my card, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, it's, it's just funny that, um, you know, what, what people are paddling nowadays and they just, they just see people paddle and they're like, I want to do that. Um, and then they get out there and they're like, oh, there's, yeah, maybe there's more to this than, than meets the eye. Um, so we, we encountered uh, a few fishermen, uh, kayak fishermen, who were just like, had lines going all the way across the river. And it was just like, what are you doing, man? <laughs> you know, and like dropping their lines for us, like right before we got to them. But like, come on now, you yeah. know, like. We're, we're all out here, you know, and, and all, all they had to do was, was just wait a couple minutes, you know, before they cast, cast out. And, you know, ironically, the big fish were below the rapid they were fishing above. And we, we, you know, we got down past the fishermen and like, just looked down, there's these huge, like, oh man, these huge fish right below us are like, I <laughs> look down here, you know? <laughs> so, but saw a lot of craft out there, sit on tops and, and canoes and everybody's out having a good time. So that, that's what counted. But, uh, yeah, it was a beautiful day. Cool. And they're, they're, you know, gonna, they're, they're coming back for more. They want, they want to see some more rivers. So they're going to keep stepping it up till you're selling them rafts. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the, the, one, the, the one, the boyfriend was, was all into it and he, he wants to learn how to whitewater kayak. And, you know, I'm like, you know, you need to go through instruction, yeah. uh, um, you know, with a kayak school, actual instruction, don't buy anything ahead of time. And, 
you know, but he was he was all pumped. He's and, ready. And yeah, he's ready. But so. you know, I'm a fan of the duckies. Get it going. That's a good good way to get it going. Yeah. Good safe way to do it. Well, uh, so what you guys? Well, so we we did uh, a section of the Stuga you're very familiar with, but uh, we did three five. I guess five. Uh, we put in thrifts. at thrifts. And uh, Thrift's took, Ferry. Thrift's Ferry. Ferry took out at Woodall Shoals, I guess. Have you ever seen the, the ferry boat? Nope. The ferry's yes. still there. Yes, it yeah. is. And, and some of the old, um, you know, uh, where they had the, the, the cable, you know, nailed up to the tree. The, but the ferry boat's still there. Uh, remnants of it. Hmm. Um, you can you you show me where that is. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, so Rob, why don't you you talk us through this, man? We, uh, you know, you took me down that for the first time I ever went uh, several years ago, but uh, you were you you hadn't been in your kayak in a while, right? Yeah, well, I didn't. I was in uh, or borrowed kayak. It was an old uh, <laughs> Perception Whip It. Whip it. Whip it. Um, whip it good. Which was which was a <laughs> cool it, boat. It's it's. Uh, I had a whip it. Did you really? Yeah, that was a fun boat. Yeah, I, I like that. Slicey yeah. boat. Yeah, I, I paddle an RPM, so it's it's yeah. kind of like that, but it's uh, it's the cockpit's flatter. Yeah. So like my legs are really kicked out wide, right. and I'm like, I need to start doing some yoga. You know, <laughs> <laughs> feeling kind of pressed in there. Yeah. Had a, a, a leg would get you know right leg would go numb every every ten minutes. I have to kind of get out and walk around. But I was in good company with some canoeists. So we're all we're all kind of walking around, stretching right. out every five out ten minutes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was cool. And um, uh, I guess we had uh, what did we have? A ducky, uh, two canoes, and two kayaks. Yeah, who was in a ducky? Uh, my Charlie. buddy Charlie, and uh, he had never been down that section. He yeah. had never been in a ducky either. He just oh wow, he just came fired up. Yeah, he was he was ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, rowdy. Joseph's first stretch in a uh, in an OC one. Cool on that on that section. Yeah, on been that out section. a few more times, and so there was uh, it was fun. A lot of learning going on there, and uh, a lot of reminiscing and memories. But um, I guess it was one looked like one four five on the gauge on the bridge. I, I checked it when we put in, and then it, it was that's where it was huh, at the okay. end. And um, the interwebs. Was reading it like one seventh, uh, six yeah, nine yeah, or something. Yeah. yeah, it reads at about point two five higher. Yeah, yeah. We're into that that realm right now. Um, yeah, it reads at point two point two five higher. And then as it gets closer to two feet, it kind of equalizes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then as it goes higher than two, it 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 will go the other way. So, but you know, a lot of people are like, just read it as it is on the internet. I'm like, there's a big difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's. I'm, I'm, I'm all about reading that, that you know, that visual gauge. Mm-hmm. And um, is it? It's been your experience that like when in a in a, a year where you have average rainfall, kind of seems that that section wants to sit at about one five most of, or it, well, it seems to hold at one five for a while yeah. before it drops out. If we can get, if we can get regular rain, if we have a good winter, and we had an awesome winter, yeah, it uh, you know we had an awesome winter. I mean, like we just saw significant 
dropped, you know, I mean, because it was dropping pretty steadily. And then, like, just when it got around 1.5, we got another another surge of rain, and it went up back up over two and a half feet. And then, you know, it leveled back out and started dropping again. So mm-hmm. it, this this might be that 1.5 season, you know, that, yeah, which is, like, my favorite. Yeah, yeah. On the Satuga. Yeah. Like, if it can stay right there around 1.5, you know, on average, the median or whatever, that's amazing. Yes, yeah. you know. Yeah, so that was that was a real thrill to you know to come back and then to get on the river and you know and it not be, you know, for it to be July and be one five and yeah. then the wa- the water was just you know it's just real. Fresh. Yeah, and it hadn't rained a whole lot lately, so it was like nice and clear. And, yeah, it was yeah. clear and just fresh. So. Yeah, it was hot down there today, man. I I was sweating. Keep getting in that I mean, water. The water was, was perfect. Toasty. Yeah, yeah, yeah was but good. the air temp on the water was hot. But anyway, it was. Uh, yeah, yeah, I had a great run and. Um, um, in the action, he still got it. He well, still got it, baby. I mean, in the whip it. Well, you know, one thing that I paddling RPM on the trying to do the stern squirts, the whip it's a, it's a lot slower, coming up than the RPM and you know the RPM just kind of you know you hit it and it jets up whip it's it gets up but it's just it's a lot slower it's mm-hmm. just uh, kind of it's just interesting I never paddled that boat before yeah the and and the the tail on that is is kind of squashed down a, a bit but it's fatter yeah it's not as long but it's fatter yeah and they they just took you know I'm I'm trying to think of what they you know because when Perception built that boat, Perception and Dagger were still separate. They were, you know, Confluence hadn't bought everybody, and so That's, they were still separate, I think. Yeah, they were in Easily. Yeah. Right? South yeah. Carolina? And, and um, you know, they. I'm trying to think of what boat they took and kind of squashed down to make that. You know, shorter, shorter than, shorter than an RPM slightly, but fatter and like wider, and then, and then yeah, the tail just kind of the tail squashed down like an RPM, but was was wider and fatter, mm-hmm. and kind of had like blunt tips on it, mm-hmm. not yeah. not as pointy. Yeah. Um, the whip, whip it, and the whiplash. Those were the, those were the two. yeah. You know, and there was like, by today's standards, there's nothing different in those two boats. Really, I forget what, which one was smaller or whatever. But yeah, those I remember. Yeah, I paddled whip it on um, on the on the Gallatin, my Montana. Yeah, my first season guiding. And, uh, yeah, I just talked somebody in, you know, I'm like, yeah, I'm a kayaker. <laughs> and, uh, went down the, the Gallatin down the wild mile. And, uh, I was like, holy crap, you know, after I've been guiding it, but then, you know, in a kayak, it's, it's a totally different perspective. So, um, yeah. It's good. But we had a little action, that, a little, little here and there and. Some I won't name names except for myself where I did I did have a uh, well I will say this I'll, before I get to that like uh, I always get a little concerned well this is my first trip on three five or on Chattooga in the canoe so, yeah oh yeah yeah so uh, you know 
In the who canoe. That's right, the who. The the drop zone. But uh, I I ran, we both uh, ran bull sluice, but we ran... And I'll I'll have everybody know, I I broke out my princess panties, and I'm like, (laughs) because Ted wanted me to, he's like, He's like, hey, you can use Huck's new, you know, his his canoe you got is Viper 12. And I'm like, ooh, that's a nice boat. But that's yeah, just started going over my head. And, like, how many times did I go over my head how bad I was going to get beat down at Bull Sluice in a canoe? <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? Like, my back's hurting, and it, and it does hurt. I'm like... I've worked a solid month straight since I got back from Australia. I'm like, yeah, I'm not. I don't think I'm going to be there today. So well, we did. We did it. Um, Just you know, we went. And we looked at it, and of course, I was, I was, I was like, you know, I got to make that eddy. Got to make that eddy over there. So we got as far. We clung the left <laughs> as far left as we, we could. Beat those rocks all the way down <laughs> <laughs> the left into the eddy. Yes. Into the top eddy. <laughs> and got in that eddy, baby. And then, uh, <laughs> like, I crushed it. Yeah. And then, <laughs> then, uh, then we, uh, we did fine, man. We ran right through, uh, you know, of course, single drop. And of course, Trey, um, he was running everybody's boat left and right <laughs> down every part of it. But we, uh, we ran single drop and did fine. So I was, I was proud of that. We call that middle tongue. All right. Middle tongue. This is like, ah. Yes. It's got a nice, uh, Such a soft landing. Man. Auto it's like, booth there. It's like cotton candy. when you. <laughs> yeah. And man, that I'll tell you this, that canoe, like when I've run it in the kayak, like, uh, you hit that water and you kind of do a mystery move you mm-hmm. kind of like disappear a little bit you know the yeah. boat. and uh that canoe just sat down like didn't even skip off yeah, yeah it just, just like boom, kept on moving just right in the drop zone huh? yeah yeah it, it did great <laughs> cool so that that went well and then um uh, but i will say this trey uh he ran he did run uh somebody's canoe through uh, through that and kind of sideways and through double drops. No, I didn't. I didn't see. No. Did <laughs> he kind of came off and and uh, it, yeah, it didn't. It didn't. Uh, it wasn't bad, but it just you know, he swam right there. But he was doing us a favor by running that, that <laughs> boat through there. Um, anyway, all went well. I got down to uh, screaming left and uh, and I was like focused on like I got to get like left. You know, like I really got to get ahead of this <laughs> left and. And I did it so well that, like, I spun left. Like, I, I went through the first wave and just spun backwards. Behind and now, the pyramid rock there. Yeah. yeah. And, but you in the current. Mid current eddy. In the current. And so then around. I'm floating backwards. And, in uh, the Humpty Dumpty. Yeah. And I tried to spin and just basically got <laughs> sideways. And had, so, that's where I had my swim. So, so yeah. you, 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 you went into bottom. Well, we. What do you a call that? A lot of people, that little double rock yeah. in the Shallow bottom in left. Yeah. yeah. That's. Humpty Dumpty or body entrapment. Yeah. Is what yeah. Well, I didn't get my body entrapped. But it wasn't uh, anything. It's a trip terrible. for, you know, class three rapid. Yeah. You know, it's like, man, there's a lot of nasty stuff. Lot of stuff there. I don't get up on. I, I, uh, did you I, did you hit touch any of those rocks? Dude, when I'm when I'm swimming right there or anything like that, I'm like an oil slick. I'm like on top of that water, dude. So I you just... were in that eddy fast, dude. <laughs> <laughs> As was your boat and everything. Yeah, dude. that was like a quick recovery. Yeah. So anyway, other than that, uh, so did y'all um, enter right or did you enter left 
to right and Inter- then go back. Entered right. We entered right. Entered all the way right, yeah. It's a little low for that right now. Yeah. yeah so, I mean, it's scrapey in there. Yeah, yeah, it yeah, is yeah, kind of yeah, scrapey yeah, in there. So we, you know, like in RAS, we we have a level where we, we stop entering right because you just grab yeah. all the rocks yeah. and they pull you to the right. And Before put you the left-hand turn. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like, you yeah, know, you, you enter in left and, and ferry, yeah, yeah, yeah. kind yeah. of ferry through those upper slots. And there's a couple great eddies in there you can catch. And then, you know, you look right at the top of screaming left turn. And you can peel out and then come come right down, you know, the main flow. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to tell people how to run that rapid because you know it's screaming left turn but right at the end of the left turn is right turn and then there's the left turn yeah. and then there's right turn and you know but you know that that upper move what i like to do is stay pretty close to pyramid which mm-hmm. is on the left side of the entrance drop but kind of in the middle and then kind of drive at that pillow on the right and just kind of drive up on that pillow and then slide off of it and that put and that sets you up for the rest of the rapid. Yeah. You know, and um, but most people they run away from the pillow, and they go straight towards the body entrapment, Humpty Dumpty rock down there, or they get caught in that. You know, they get spun in that eddy behind yeah. pyramid. So. Um, yeah, I was doing like, tricks. I was doing it's, tricks. It's, I was showing off for Rob. It's cool. <laughs> I was it's, it's a very it's technical rapid. You know, it's it's a very. <laughs> Technical rapid and, and you know fun and pretty, gorgeous. Yeah, absolutely. But that was one they used the most in Deliverance. So that's where most of the paddling sequences were filmed, and Deliverance was in Screaming Left, because they could they could just change just the camera angle and look and it looked like a totally different rapid. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. and it's a trip because you're yeah. like, oh yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, we had a. Uh, it was a good day, man. It's good being yeah. back out there with Is the dudes. All of Woodall. We yeah, I mean we well we ran far right, ran the right sneak, and then yeah. the rest of it yeah, kind of blasted cool. out through there. Mm-hmm. That was fun. So uh, the hike out always you know yeah. always fun, especially with a, a very heavy canoe. <laughs> <laughs> but a good day, man. Yeah, Glad that, to be that, out there. Honestly, that was the, the the hike in and hike out was not, <laughs> was the part I was looking uh, least forward to, um, and and going just because I'm carrying rafts down there, yeah. and I'm like, no, <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to hike up that hill. Yeah. <laughs> so. uh, well, man, so uh, I guess transitioning to our our topic is really kind of a. Uh, extended trip report uh, from from Rob here, and uh, I, I just want to ask him about. I know uh, you know I've, we've been in, in touch, and you know I kind of he sent me pictures and everything. He's done some awesome stuff out there in Texas. Which uh, why don't you just tell him? Like you know, I know like when you moved out there, you were thinking, I don't know if I'm going to have opportunities to get on the water. Uh, what's it going to be like? Yeah. Uh, I know you're from there, but I mean, I think you're, you know, so why don't you talk a little bit about, yeah. about that and then kind of this, this trip you had recently, which sounds amazing. Yeah, for sure. So yeah. Um, 
you know, I moved in uh, a couple years ago and um, was excited about it, but but also, you know, having been here for 23 years and having all this paddling community and the experiences I had here, you know, I uh, was was hoping I was going to be all right down there with with a far fewer opportunities. Um, and then Link and I were talking earlier. Just it's just kind of amazing how that community is not just in one place and how easily you just seem to find other people that paddle. I met this guy down there. He's a recreation professor and met him the first couple of weeks. And, you know, he, he has his own raft. I have my own raft. He, he, you know, he's run the grand, he's in these permit lottery systems. He fly fishes, I, you know, and anyway, I just kind of got, uh, pretty quickly plugged into a group of paddlers there. Um, and you know, they're a pretty enthousi- enthusiastic group because you just don't have it every single day like you do yeah, here, you know, yeah. like, and people get fired up, man, when it <laughs> rains, it's just, yeah. and there's one little play wave in town and people just wear that thing out and everyone is just so jazzed to be on the water there. And so it's got a really good... Well, and you're in Texas. Yeah, There's yeah. not a lot of water to be R- had. Right. So, I mean, when you're there, people are, are very... There's nobody uh, taking anything for granted yeah, out there, yeah. for sure. But um, but anyway, so, um, you know, we've got this play wave in San Marcos, this little retentive hole, and you can get some squirts and stuff off the lower two waves. The water is absolutely beautiful. You know, that's the one thing that I think... I knew, but most people don't know. When you think about Texas, you think hot, flat, dry, um, and, it, and a lot of it is that. Yeah. Um, but a lot of the water in Central Texas is beautiful. Uh, a lot of it, the the aquifers underneath the, the Central Texas rivers are karst limestone aquifers, and so a lot there's a lot of artesian kind of spring-fed wells that fire off these rivers. And uh, there, a lot of them are, uh, the one that I'm on, the San Marcos River, is crystal clear. It's like crystal, gin clear, 72 degree. It's so fresh and clean. Paddle on it, you know, I mean, the middle of January, you know, That's you're out great. there just wow. a shorty and just, it's it's lovely. And so, and it's so precious, uh, particularly that uh, 98, you know, percent of the land in, in Texas is privately owned. So to, to have public access you know, I just, I really saw how much resources, I mean, it's kind of an embarrassment of riches here in the Southeast, really. I mean, it, it's not... We're until, spoiled. Yeah, very much so. Very much so. But but these places that you get when you have access in Texas, I mean, it's just sacred. You know, it's yeah. like, oh my God, I got clear water, I got access. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and anyway, and hence the, just the positivity the attachment to the place the enthusiasm for for having it and um anyway um so i I did a little bit of that and um and then uh i got asked to help out with a spring break trip the university texas state university they have a they have a um you know a a campus recreation an outdoor recreation program they got a little boathouse right there the river runs right through campus. I mean, so they've got, you know, paddleboard and students are on the river. And, That's you know, cool, it's, it's a very much a, you know, the whole thing is centered around the river. Yeah. Um, so anyway, they were going to run a spring break trip um, to the lower canyons of the Rio Grande. Um, and so 
Uh, I didn't know anything about it. I mean, I knew I knew about Big Bend National Park. Um, I had been there twice, um, and I knew that the Rio Grande kind of went through there, but I'd never been on it. I just didn't know anything about it. Yeah, even being from there and. Um, Anyway, so they were these guys were all fired up at it, and uh, I said, "Yeah, you know, I'd love to go." And uh, it's a commitment. It's a it's a we did eight days, eighty three miles. Um, it's a national wild and scenic river, and it's actually the, there are sections that run through Big Bend National Park. The section that we did, the lower canyons, is actually outside. It's on the eastern edge of Big Bend National Park, but the but the but the park still controls. And you know they have a permit system. They still control the river. So, so anyway, uh, you know we had a group of students, and I think there were sixteen of us. We were in tandem, big sixteen foot Winona canoes and buffalo, these old beater buffaloes, and, um, and we had those things loaded out. And I, you know, I with all my paddling experience, I just had never done anything like that. You know, mm-hmm. I've done some overnight canoeing. I've done some two nights, but. Uh, I never, I never had a groover system and, you know, like all, I mean, and we, you know, and so it was really a learning, uh, journey for me. And it was really cool being a trip leader out here at the college for 15 years to the, and kind of being on my own with a lot of that to being around these other whitewater dudes with this other experience and kind of, it was just great. We just shared all of our knowledge with each other. Um, but anyway, we went out there and, um, uh, and we went out there in March, and um, the the difference between the rim of the canyon and the floor of the canyon is is almost unbelievable. It's almost indescribable. I mean, meaning that when you get deep down in these canyons, I mean, it it dare I say that down there it's lush. If yeah. you can imagine that for a high desert wilderness <laughs> float, it is green grasses and these meadows. Yeah. You've got all these uh, weesach trees blooming. That you've got all the migratory birds are starting to come in. Bighorn sheep, uh, peregrine falcons. And it's unbelievable. I couldn't believe thermal hot springs. The the water's kind of a, a pea green color. We didn't filter any of that. You know, there's a lot of with with Mexico being right there in the agriculture. Yeah. And, you know, it's just. Uh, it's not, not good swimming water. We swim a little bit in it, but it we were we were definitely carrying our own water out yeah, while we were yeah. filtering at the spring heads. Yeah, but uh, it was magical, and you know, um, kind of a grander thought on that is you know when you first get out there, it's like, hey, I'm in Texas, and then you like you go over to the river right, and hey, I'm in Mexico. You yeah. know, it's kind of this novelty that, and after about ten minutes of that stuff. It all that goes away, and you're just in this one, you know, kind of unique, yeah. comprehensive, unbelievable landscape. All any kind of boundaries or division lines or over there, over away. It, it's gone within yeah. ten minutes, and you're like, I'm in this amazing place. Um, the Whitewater was. Um, there were a couple of class threes there. It's really interesting. I'd never even heard the term before, but wall shot. Yeah. <laughs> and I, it's, there's not a lot of that here. That I, I don't no, know. There's not maybe. a lot here, you know. That's, but, but they kept talking yeah. about it. I didn't know what yeah. that meant. But it's like, that was just, that was something we constantly had to contend with. The river would go down, and then it would Tricky turn and go yeah. right into kind of a, a, a canyon wall. 
Yeah. You know, just hit and then t- like a like, 90, 90 like degree 90 turn. degree turns <laughs> that would it, yeah. and the water would push up against the wall and you just you know these big heavily yeah. loaded canoes. It was, you know, it was a deal. You, you sort of smash into it or you well, gotta, you just got to turn it. Yeah, you had to really think about this stuff. You had to be really conservative because <laughs> your boat's so full of gear and yeah. you're in this deep wilderness canyon. Yeah, and um, I mean it was it was a lot, you know. And then into portage, that was another thing. To portage a canoe on a trip like that is a significant deal because you can't pick it up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got ice and you got you have to totally unload your canoe. And so, you you know, we just, you know, it was one rapid there. I think it was Lower Madison Falls. And, I mean, we had no business running it. But, by God, we probably looked at that thing for an hour because <laughs> we did not want to unload the canoes. But uh, but it, it, it was really cool. And another thing that happened out there that kind of an uh, interesting piece of this is that there is this guy, Keith Bowden, and he's run that section of river more than anybody. And uh, he's kind of a, uh, he wrote this book called the Tecate Journals. And it's all about his experiences on the Grand Canyon, I mean, on the lower canyons of the Rio Grande. And he lived further down in this town called Langtree. So he would put in and run this whole section by himself. He's kind of a loner. He'd just sort of be out there totally solo in this beater raft. You know, his seat was a tuba six that he just kind of had, you know, he had all his firewood and he had duct tape on his raft and, you know, wearing car hearts and zinc yeah. oxide on his face and like lawn, <laughs> you know, like, like yard gloves, you know, and this old Carlisle paddle and he's just down there doing his thing. And uh, we ran into him and we, 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 we got to know who this guy was and we're like uh, a little leery of him. And then, and then it, we figured out who he was and, um, and it was really cool. He took a complete liking to our group, and he would kind of travel with us down the river a little bit and tell us these just amazing stories uh, about the area. And, you know, he just, he'd seen all this stuff with the border crossings, and yeah. you know, he just, he knew everybody down there, and uh, he took us up. He's like, I'm going to take you up to this place. you got to promise not to tell. And he took us up to this cave we hiked way up to this cave, and I'm like, how in the world did this guy find this place? And you get in this cave, and there was remnants of an old kind of settlement, like, and there was this old saddle in there, and he brought his buddy in there, and the guy dated the saddle at about, like, um, right 1900. And yeah. so somebody, and you imagine kind of like being some old cowboy so in the 1900s there. living out there in this cave, but, yeah. you know, and it was just so cool. And um, That's neat. all the flowers, and it was, and I think the kind of the main thing, uh, a lot of great things came out of that trip. One was that I realized, even though I, I didn't think so, but there there is paddling outside of the South. <laughs> yeah. you know, I, as far as I was concerned, this is the only place in the world where paddling happens, <laughs> and the only place I want to paddle. But I'm here to tell you, I opened myself up to it, and it was just magnificent. And the other thing that I realized is I love the long-distance self-support. I love that stuff. I'm like, I came off of that trip, I'm like, this is what I want to do. I want to just go spend as much do time on long, the river. Yeah. I want to eat good. I want to sleep on a Paco pad. And be with my friends and fish and run whitewater. I mean, like, yeah. day after day after day. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, like, it's this paradise. 
Um, so that really changed me, and I've got you know I've got a raft, and I've been kind of tricking out, and then you know, the great fortune, another buddy of mine called me, and he. Yeah, so you, so you did that trip, and then I did that trip, and then I came you're off. You're hooked. Yeah, and I'm like, this is what I want to do. Yeah, so and, you got another one. And a few like, weeks later, my calendar. buddy from, calls me out of Fresno. He's like, dog, <laughs> I got, I got a permit for gate, uh, Gates of Lador. Oh, sweet man. Do you want to go? I'm, Hell yeah, I want to go. And so, so now I got this thing going. I'm bringing my son with me, and and um, you gonna take your own boat? I'm taking my own raft. Oh, so you haven't been yet. No, I hadn't been. That's coming up at the end of this month. Sweet. So, um, anyway, I'm really excited about that. And then, you know, um, I think that's something I'm probably going to start trying to figure out how to do on a regular basis is getting those those per- lottery permit yeah. you know, systems. And, and uh, I know a couple of my buddies are already doing it, but I want to get in on that. Permit party. Yeah. Yeah. There's a whole science to that as oh, I'm yeah, learning. I didn't know, know much about it, but... Um, but I'm also excited that, you know, I, I, I'm, I didn't know it, but I'm six hours away from, uh, one of the most remote wilderness rivers in the lower 48. And I just, I had no idea. And, uh, and so I'm going to be, be frequenting that place. Yeah. Well, so do you think that there'll be, you might get involved in that trip every year, maybe? Yeah, well, I've already been... Uh, Is that a yearly thing? Well, we were trying to get... We were going to go do the Pecos, which is another big wilderness yeah. river. A little bit more technical uh, water. It's kind of pushing the boundary, I think, with students on a student trip. There's a lot more going on. Um, so the guy that that's really the head of it, I think I think we had such a blast. We had such a great group. I think, I think he wants to go back and do the lower canyons again for spring break. And, I mean, I'm... <laughs> Yeah, he invited me, and so... Um, well, if y'all need anybody to row, row gear, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, um, I mean, it sound, sounds to me like, you know, and, and, I, and I, I do like the idea of, of, yeah, you know, self-support and canoes and everything, but, you know, it sounds to me like y'all had good water. Yeah, and and yeah, springtime should be good water down there, I think, mm-hmm. yeah. but most, most of the time. And, you know, they, they, they didn't, you know, they didn't think to maybe do a gear boat and then have like tandem canoes supported by a gear boat type of setup or, well, I, or was it just like a, it was an experiential education thing where, you know, it's like, you know, uh, you know, learning by doing. Yeah. And, we know, we, well, none of us had done it before, but, uh, but we did a lot of research, and really, kind of the canoe is sort of the way they roll down there. Uh-huh. Um, you have to have you have to have a pretty good pretty good flows to be to doing uh, rafts down there. Yeah, um, and I, I had the uh, the privilege of I did my I recertified my uh, wilderness first responder in Austin about a month ago, and one of the instructors was. Uh, the owner of Far Flung Outfitters yeah. in Terlingua, and they run, they really run all the river trips down there. And, and I was talking to that guy, and you know, we were going on and on about how awesome that Lower Canyon is. And I said, Yeah, I think I might, you know, bring my family back, this, that, and the other. And I have my, you know, I have a raft, and I said, I think I may bring my raft. And he's like, You know, it's really canoes, sort of the way to fly down there. Hmm. And he said, Years ago, we used to run more rafts, but with, with the, 
pumping of the river, you know, just they don't have, there's more demand for that water, mm-hmm. which is a huge deal in Texas. So there's, there's less water in the river uh, As you go down. Than, there, than, than there historically was. It used to be more of a rafting river. Now it's kind of canoe is mm-hmm. really the craft. Yeah, because they're uh, unless they get Unless they get, you know, exceptional water. Yeah. Um, right on. So yeah. I, I, I have a good buddy here on uh, Saltee that um, he, uh, he and actually another friend that they went down with their significant others and uh, canoed the Rio Grande. Yeah. Um, and, and just, you know, came back with just cool, cool stories, just, you know, nothing but accolades about it and just, just, uh, Really, really interested me, and then I have, I I do have friends that work out there, you know, during the winter, but uh, also that you know live there, you know, most of the time nowadays. Nowadays, and just um, love love to uh, get down there, and experience it, and you I'm know, hear, there, hearing man. another account of it just kind of makes that even you know, even more, uh, you know, even more valid. So. Yeah, and uh, isn't there a documentary out the river and the wall? Is that yeah. that part? That's, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm talking ben, about. Ben, ben yeah, Mas- basically, yeah, Ben Masters. Yeah, and the uh, uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's a great book, and actually the uh, the executive director of the uh, place I work at, the Meadows Center for Water and the Environment. He he, uh, former executive director, wrote the foreword for that book. And that's a pretty cool account um, of that landscape, and really the the uh, a big part of that is obviously uh, ex- going down and having an expedition on the Rio Grande with the political backdrop of a potential wall being put down there, and um, and. Uh, uh, I don't know. Do we get into political views on the water? Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think any of us would like that. But regardless, uh, but that that'd be a good documentary. I, I, where where yeah. can you see it? Do, do y'all know off the top of your head? I, I mean, I think it's on the internet. I, I'm not I mean, positive. I, I'm, I'm looking can, right now. And yeah, you trying can, to figure you out can where purchase it. Um, I mean, there's lots of like few, trailers and stuff that yeah. pop up. But yeah, I'm, I, I'm sure you can probably stream yeah, it for you, a fee. You, yeah, you can stream well, it for a fee now. Yeah, yeah the yeah. river and the wall. So it'd be something to check out if you're yeah, interested I, in that. Very river. cool. My my buddy, uh, my buddy Big Tony, who um, worked, lived and worked down there, um, he used to tell me, you know, he used to tell us stories about you know being on a, a however long trip, and, you know, and they'd just be on the beach down there, you know, camp camp right up against the canyon wall and on a beach and like middle of the night they just heard you know they heard whistling and they heard you know yeah just in a damn horse train or pack pack train <laughs> would come through their camp and, yeah you know banditos man running yeah. running running stuff <laughs> across the river yeah they're like you know they could hear them coming across the river and then you know they come right through the camp wow you know and like possibly you know drug runners drug yeah. dealers you know smugglers and you know but like they weren't trying to mess with those guys and those guys weren't really trying to mess with <laughs> yeah. them either you know because yeah. they were like 
you know, hey, <laughs> you know, if anybody messes with anybody, Come it's, uh, it's going to be bad news for both of us. So. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, you know, it was just uh, interesting to, like, think about, like, wow, like, that's 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 Wild West right there, yeah, man. It totally is. Yeah. It totally is. <laughs> and, it's, and it was still going on, <laughs> mm-hmm. you yeah. know, in this modern age, like, stuff was getting brought, mm-hmm. you know, on horseback or mules across the river and, and uh, you know, probably because it's dammed up and siphoned off because it's lower they can do that yeah now it makes it more feasible to get across up there yeah you know i don't know but uh that's just kind of like wow that's that's wild yeah <laughs> it is there, we saw we saw evidence of crossing there and when you're in the lower canyon section there's really there's only two places that you you could even do it because you're so deep in there and there's a couple of lower draws and that's where the, you know, and they kind of tell you, you know, just probably don't, not a good idea to camp down there, you know, and just kind of move through there. And, um, but, but Keith Bowden, the gentleman I was saying, you know, he, he said something that was interesting and I never really thought about it, you know, because of course when you're down there, you're thinking, my God, how do these people make this journey and how do you get across? I mean, it's just unbelievable. And then uh, he said, yeah. And, you know, and you think that once you get across, then you've got all the border patrol and trying them trying to get in like like that's this big challenge. But the reality is, he said, the cart, drug cartels on the Mexican side, they 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 are also on the lookout for people trying to cross. Right. And basically, when they try to cross, they catch them and make them run their drugs across the river. <laughs> so, so, it's, so you just think, God, you know, it's, it, it, it's not just, Uh-oh. you know, what, the border patrol on the here? other <laughs> side. They got people catching people on the other side. Yeah. And so anyway, you know, you can't paddle down there and not think of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's pretty, yeah, totally. it's, it's, it's wild. Yeah. That's well, right. you know what, you know. I, well, I saw today on Chattooga some people from South Carolina trying to cross over into Georgia. <laughs> I need to round them up, send them back home. <laughs> send them back to Clemson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <Jeez. laughs> well, you know, even even when you're in um, when you're in the Grand Canyon, places like that, you know, where there were. You know, ancient cultures that just disappeared, you know, for whatever reason. And, and, uh, but you, you know, you're in this place that it's so inhospitable on top. And granted, you know, when, when the Anasazi were in, in the, the, uh, the deltas of the Grand Canyon, you know, the climate was a lot different. And what brought them there, you know, people today think about it like, why? Why would why would someone build that granary way up on the rim of the cliff? You know, like for what reason did anyone want to hike weed or whatever grain up here to put in this granary uh, up on you know on above the river? And why were they here? And you know, if you can look through the lens of a couple thousand years ago, where this was, this was a, a lush area. It was probably less decertified than it is right now, you know. And being close to the river and and letting the, and the river doing what it what it should do, you know. Occasionally it would flood. Historical high water mark is 
they, they you know hundreds of thousands hundred thousand CFS or more is way <laughs> way up above what it what it gets to right now um and I and I I'm just shooting shooting in the dark right there um but you know all these areas where these where these settlements and these ruins were I mean and like there's this walking bridge that's in the upper part of the canyon and you're looking up and you, you can't really see anything you're like wait what the hell where the hell are people walking where were they walking from where are they walking to why are they walking on this cliff wall mm-hmm. and they built these these walkways out on on the sides of these cliffs of you know reeds and hmm. they built these these walkways so that they could get up the canyon wall to maybe a better spot was up there it was like just least effort lesser effort to build that walkway than it was to like go all the way around and maybe up the side of another butte but uh it really really interests me and you know like every trip i go down in the grand canyon on i've been on four i'm going on five now next march awesome is you see something different every single time and those are the places that matter you know, I mean, they're at hashtag a couple of years ago, places that matter. I mean, those are the places that matter and that people like, you know, I, I, I love seeing other people down there, but I love being out there by myself too. And that's, that's pretty special. And there aren't a lot of those places left in this world, you know, that, that we haven't been, um, you know, so. I think that's really cool. You got to experience that. I mean, that's the place I haven't been, and and I know that it's completely different from another canyon because they're all, they are, you know, like some people approach it like, well, I've seen, you know, I've seen this before, you know, but like, no, you haven't, you know, like the the parts of the Colorado River are amazing, like Westwater Canyon, you're in the red wall the whole way, but because of the you know, shifting of plates and the and the and the and rising in volcanic activity it's completely created different levels. You know, it's just you'll you'll go into the red wall but it'll drop again and it just uh it really it's uh it you're you're right there amongst it out west. And that's you know, it's one thing is we're we're much older mountains out here that are weathered down that are covered in trees and we don't get to see that you know that that bo- the bottom of the the mantle you know mm-hmm. the bottom of of that area of the crust of the earth very much so yeah and that's why I don't love the Chatuga is you get to see you do get that you yeah. get to see layers and yeah. you're like wow look at this folded yeah. Raven's, contour yeah, of raven yeah <laughs> seven foot raven <laughs> shoot and it's all like just flowing granite yeah, yeah. Like, cool. wow <laughs> well all right guys uh i guess we're we're close to uh wrapping it up I here keep going yeah well we could we could <laughs> um well what uh we got any events off the top of your head coming up i can't think of any um so i think I think this Friday is a Cascades release, Upper Nantahala. That's right. That's true. Uh, Friday, July 5th. And then the following, not 
the Saturday after, but uh, a week after that on Saturday is West Fork of the Tuck release. Um, we have a bunch of like West Fork of the Tuck and Upper Nantahala releases coming up that yeah. are spaced out throughout the summer. Um, and, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know what else, but there's all kinds of little, little happenings. Um, there's, you know, talk of us doing another R1S1 <laughs> clinic. So, uh, maybe thinking sometime in August. Yeah. Yeah. Doing another R1S1 clinic. That sounds good, man. Yeah. All right. Well, so oh, I know some news, some some hey. news, a newsworthy item. We have stickers. Yes, we got some stickers. We've got uh, Waterbound podcast stickers, and um, you know, I guess I'm not sure how we're going to distribute those. <laughs> Probably in person. So you'll you've have got to, a Central Texas distributor. That's right. right. <laughs> We've got Rob's got two. Uh, <laughs> Link's got about fifty. I've got about. 48 so we're ready to go send us uh send us an email at uh waterboundpodcast at gmail.com guys and maybe we can send you one in the mail if you're interested yeah and uh we i'll post a picture of it uh on it's, our it's pretty cool facebook because uh, we are powered by beer and white water of the south that <laughs> is the tagline there so uh uh, and tonight we're having a few uh, Graybeard Graybeard IPA from the Pisca uh, Brewery um, over in uh, I guess uh, near Brevard. Is that where they are? That is. Well, it's, it's uh, Black Pisca. Mountain. Yeah. Okay. Black Mountain. All right, guys. Well, got some buddies over there at the Pisca. All right. Yep, good stuff. Um, well, Deuce, man, it's good to have you in town. Thank you guys. And thanks for joining me, man. Yeah, that glad to have you on here. Absolutely. And, you know, thanks for getting me started in all this. You know, we talked on one podcast a while back about, you know, it can be difficult to figure out how all this stuff works, uh, whether it's like how to get to a put-in or what's, you know, you got to have, you got to have a buddy who kind of shows you down and gets you started and tells you what you need to know. And I mean, of course you can get instruction, but the, you know, the instruction is like how to paddle, but one, you know, there's this whole world of like, how do I get to this place and how do I get the shuttle and you know what what the river features are and all that and so. river people tend to shoot from the hip anyway so. <laughs> yeah. but uh you know rob really uh showed me down a lot of rivers and and gave me a lot of uh uh i don't know informal instruction anyway and i appreciate it, it it's been it's been great it's been good to have him back in town paddle we're gonna hit yeah. i think we're gonna hit the echoey the, the brokoey oh no <laughs> <laughs> the okadoki okay okay i think we're gonna hit that one time before he gets out of town Sweet. But, uh, i may uh, be able to join that one all right links 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 turn into a roadside boater folks <laughs> i mean you know if he's got a tote Something. Yeah, heavy. I mean, I was out there this weekend. People saw me. Some people saw me. Oh, uh, me and Mr. Rio. All right. Well, we'll try to get the gang out there. So Nice. All right, folks. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Thanks, guys. See you on the river. Waterman.